Hello, everyone. Welcome to Better Health While Aging, a podcast that gives you strategies and information about improving the health and well-being of older adults. We discuss common health problems that affect people over age 60, the best ways to prevent and manage those problems, and we also often address common concerns and dilemmas that come up with aging parents and other older loved ones, like what to do if you're worried about falls or safety or memory or even the quality of a senior's health care. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Carnison. I'm a practicing geriatrician, so that means I'm a medical doctor specialized in geriatrics, which is the art and science of modifying healthcare so that it works better for older people and for their families. In today's episode, we are going to talk about what to do about bacteria in the urine and how to know when an older adult might have a urinary tract infection that requires antibiotic treatment. This is actually a trickier issue than many people realize. So as you may know, urinary tract infections, often abbreviated as UTIs, are an extremely common diagnosis in older adults. And if a person is showing signs of an infection, then it's usually appropriate to treat with antibiotics. But what many people, including perhaps many health providers, don't know is that it's actually quite common for older adults to have bacteria in their urine but not have a urinary tract infection. So basically, it is possible and becomes increasingly common as people get older. It's possible for the bladder to become what we might call colonized with bacteria. And so that means there are bacteria who are living there, but they're not otherwise causing infection or inflammation or harm. This is a condition that's been known for quite a while, and it's called asymptomatic bacteriuria. So those are some fancy medical words. Asymptomatic means without symptoms, and bacteriuria means bacteria in your urine. So this condition, as I mentioned, becomes more common as people get older. And I want to tell you about it because it's actually a major cause of inappropriate use of antibiotics in older adults. Because doctors will often attempt to treat a positive urine culture with antibiotics. In fact, it's not uncommon for some older adults to get stuck in a cycle in which they are repeatedly treated with antibiotics for a quote-unquote UTI that keeps coming back. Now, you may think it's not a big deal to take antibiotics for a few days. Several of us have had this experience for some uh, infection or other, whether it's in the bladder or in the upper respiratory tract. And it's true that in most cases, the older person doesn't seem to suffer any ill effects from a short course of antibiotics. But it's actually really not a good idea to take antibiotics unless it's really necessary. Later in this episode, I'm going to go into more detail about the potential short-term risks and also long-term risks of taking antibiotics. So uh, they are there. I'm going to tell you more about them. But for now, You really just want to take antibiotics if it's much more likely to help than it is to harm. And when it comes to asymptomatic bacteria, as I'll explain in the episode, antibiotics do not help and are actually likely to harm. So I'm going to try to demystify this for you in this episode so that you'll be better equipped to know what questions to ask if someone wants to offer you or your older parent antibiotics because a urine culture has come back positive. 
as is often the case, I do have a related article on better health while aging, which I will link to. It's an article from a few years ago, but I have just essentially completely rewritten it right now. So take a look. And also, as is the case, I first wrote this article in response to a reader's question. So I'm going to read you the question because it might describe a scenario that sounds familiar to you or you may know somebody who's been in this position. And then in the rest of the episode, um, I'll first tell you a little bit more about this condition, asymptomatic bacteriuria, and why it becomes more common as people get older. And then I'll explain the ways to tell the difference between asymptomatic bacteriuria and a real urinary tract infection that would warrant antibiotic treatment. We'll talk about some of the situations in which this can be tricky, notably people who are frail or have a dementia such as Alzheimer's disease. I'll tell you more about why this condition should not be treated with antibiotics. And then the last part, I'll finish with some practical tips about what you can do if you're worried about bacteria in the urine or a possible urinary tract infection. Okay, so the question. An older friend who is in her 90s has been having bacteria in her urine, but no symptoms. Despite treatment with antibiotics, she was still having bacteria in her urine. So the doctor recommended chronic antibiotics and a referral to urology. What can be done when an elderly woman has bacteria in her urine, but no symptoms? Can a urology consultation help? So now you are already probably in a good position to give this reader some useful information about what might be going on because this is the uh, situation that I described to you, bacteria in the urine but no symptoms, hence asymptomatic bacteriuria. And this really is something that every older person and family caregiver should know about, and I'm going to give you a couple reasons why. So first, very common in older adults. How common? Experts estimate that this condition is found in an estimated 20% of women aged 80 or older. It does go up in um, frequency as people get older uh, and sometimes as they get frailer. It affects older men, but a little bit less, probably because there's a longer tube, really, from the bladder to the outside. That's the urethra. And so in men, it's longer because it goes through the penis. In women, it's relatively short, so easier for bacteria to get in for women. And so this condition is more common in women. And again, more common when people are older and frailer. So in nursing homes, which tend to have uh, people who are quite frail or chronically ill, it's been estimated that up to half of the residents may be colonized with bacteria in their bladder and so would have asymptomatic bacteria. Second reason why every older person and family caregiver should know about this is what we see in the question. So this condition is often confused with a urinary tract infection, and this often leads to unnecessary and potentially harmful treatment with antibiotics. Third reason you should know about it is that it usually does not need to be treated with antibiotics. So as I'm going to explain later in this episode, research has repeatedly shown that for most people, and we'll talk about the exceptions, most people do not live better or longer when asymptomatic bacteria is treated. In fact, such treatment can be harmful, and one study found that treating women with this condition led to an increased risk of real urinary tract infections and also an increased risk of infection with antibiotic-resistant bacteria. And that's partly because the way that bacteria become resistant to antibiotics is to be repeatedly exposed to them. And that's why we want to be judicious and careful about exposing people to antibiotics. 
Despite the fact that it has been known uh, for many years that there's no benefit in most cases in treating asymptomatic bacteria, the fourth reason why you should know about this condition is because it still remains incredibly common for older adults to inappropriately be given antibiotics for this condition. So uh, later in the episode, when we talk about how to tell the difference between asymptomatic bacteria and a UTI, I'll go into a little bit more detail, but part of the reason why this inappropriate treatment is so common is that fundamentally you cannot tell the real UTI from just benign bacteria in the urine. You can't tell them apart with just a test, such as a urine test. Instead, health providers must take the time to talk to the patient and examine them to see whether symptoms are present. And as you can imagine, in today's busy clinical environment, This is a step that people often don't quite get around to doing or might be uh, they might cut corners with this step. So in short, this condition of asymptomatic bacteriuria is another one of those very common aging health issues that can really easily be mismanaged unless older adults and family caregivers know to ask extra questions. In fact, Because it's so common for antibiotics to be inappropriately prescribed for this condition, in the Choosing Wisely campaign, so that's a national campaign that was launched a few years ago that encouraged every specialty society to identify instances of over-treatment or potentially inappropriate treatment that uh, either patients were often asking for or that doctors were often doing, for the Infectious Disease Society of America, their number one recommendation for Choosing Wisely was don't treat asymptomatic bacteria with antibiotics. And actually, since this is especially common in older adults, the American Geriatric Society also includes this recommendation on its choosing wisely list. So now that I've made my case for why this is useful for you to learn about, we're going to go into a little bit more detail so that you'll understand the issue better. Let's start with what exactly is asymptomatic bacteria. So it means having significant quantities of bacteria in the urine, but no clinical signs of inflammation or infection. Now, what do I mean by significant quantities? So if you've ever um, had a urine culture, so usually when it's negative, there will actually be trace quantities of bacteria. And for it to be positive, a single bacteria has to grow in several colonies, and labs will have a cutoff for what they consider more than just a little bit of random bacteria or contamination and enough to be significant growth. In asymptomatic bacteria, basically the urine culture is positive. And in case you're wondering what is a urine culture, this is what happens when your healthcare provider takes a sample of urine. Usually they ask people to do a quote-unquote clean catch, so they ask people to wipe before, start to urinate, stop, put the middle part of the stream in a little cup, and then finish urinating into the bowl. And that gets sent to a laboratory where they take the urine and they put it on special, a special substance that will allow bacteria to grow, and they see whether a substantial amount of colonies of bacteria grow, and then they identify which type of bacteria it is. So in asymptomatic bacteria, that urine culture will be positive, but the person will not have symptoms. Now, we're going to go into which symptoms might indicate a UTI rather than asymptomatic bacteria. Before I do that, though, let me just share a little bit more information on how common this is. So this has been studied. And so again, in women aged 80 or older, 20% or more may have the condition. 
In healthy men aged 75 or older, about 6 to 15 percent have been found to have bacteria in their urine culture, but no UTI symptoms. And then again, in nursing home residents, up to 50 percent may have it. Now, this does affect younger adults, people who are young adults or middle-aged adults. It's estimated that it affects about 2 to 7% of premenopausal women and is more common in people with diabetes. Now, some people have come across this condition when it comes to pregnancy. So pregnant women have to often give urine and they are checking for bacteria. And pregnancy is actually one of the conditions for which we do treat the bacteria because leaving it there has been associated with worse outcomes for the pregnant mom and for the unborn baby. So why does this become more common as people get older? The microbiology experts have a lot of debate about exactly why, but fundamentally part of it seems to be about the immune system as we get older getting to be a little less vigorous, so a little weaker in a way and so less able when bacteria sort of take up shop in the bladder to either eliminate them or generate a strong inflammatory response, which would give symptoms and pain and irritation. So now, the question people often have at this point is, well, then how do you tell the difference between asymptomatic bacteriuria, so bacteria hanging out in your bladder but not doing harm, and a clinically significant urinary tract infection because many of us do know people who have had urinary tract infections, especially older adults, who have become incredibly sick from those infections. And it's true. A urinary tract infection can become a life-threatening illness in an older adult. So being able to tell apart these two conditions is indeed very important. And the key thing to consider is, are there signs or symptoms caused by the urinary tract infection. So again, you cannot rely just on the positive urine culture. This is often used as a shortcut because in younger people, it's relatively uncommon to have a positive urine culture and not be having symptoms. But as I've just explained, it's quite common in older adults. So the signs and symptoms to look out for if you're concerned about a possible UTI. The main one would be burning or pain with urination. Some people also have increased frequency or urgency. So that means that they feel like they have to go more often. They have this urge to go and often they go and just a little bit comes out and it may be uncomfortable too when they pee. Another sign to look for is blood in the urine, which usually will look like urine that's tinged pink. Another sign to look out for would be pain in the belly. So since your bladder is quite low down in the abdomen, it's basically right there behind or above the pubic bone, often the pain is centered down there, low down in the middle of the abdomen. But sometimes people can have it in what's called the flank. So that's kind of the side of your abdomen, the lower side of your abdomen, or they can have it in the back. And that happens because sometimes the inflammation can be in the ureter. So that's the tube that goes from your kidney and takes the urine down to the bladder. Um, So sometimes the inflammation can be there or even in the kidney. And when the kidney gets inflamed, that often actually gives people pain in the back, kind of in the middle and off to one side. So those are some other symptoms to look out for. And then the other one would be fever. But usually that fever should be accompanied by one of those other signs that I mentioned. So the burning or pain with urination, uh, maybe blood, and then pain, especially pain in the low belly, the side, or the back. 
Now, one thing people often ask about is, well, what about cloudy or foul-smelling urine? And I got to tell you, I have had so many requests over the years to check for urinary tract infection because someone was concerned that the pee smelled funny. It turns out that in absence of other symptoms, there's no good reason to believe that this is a good way to detect a possible UTI. This actually has been clinically studied. They had people sort of take a sniff of urine, and then and they were uh, they were people who worked in a nursing home. I don't think they were quite doctors, but they were health professionals who worked in a nursing home. So people who have been exposed to lots of urine, right? And they had them sort of give urine the sniff test, and then they compared it to the results of urine tests and urine cultures, and they found that people were not very able to detect the presence of bacteria. So I do not include cloudy or foul-smelling urine in the list of symptoms to look out for. Now, towards the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that in certain types of older people, it can actually be quite tricky to decide whether they are showing signs and symptoms of a urinary tract infection. This is especially true in older adults who are quite frail or who are cognitively impaired, especially the ones who have developed memory and thinking problems to the point at which they have been diagnosed with a dementia such as Alzheimer's disease. So why is it tricky with them? Well, if you have been following the articles on the website or the podcast for a while, then um, you've hopefully heard me talk about delirium. Delirium is that situation of worse than usual mental function that comes on when an older person gets sick or sometimes experiences a medication side effect. People with dementia are especially likely to develop delirium when they're ill. And it turns out that in older adults, sometimes being weak or tired or delirious can be the only sign of a serious infection. So for this reason, probably the trickiest situation in which to decide whether an older person is having symptoms of a urinary tract infection would be in somebody who's older and has dementia, because such people often have already kind of good days and bad days, just depending on how they're feeling. They may have had a little virus or something, their environments. And um, so they can have days when they're more confused, and it can be hard to tell, is this substantial enough to qualify as delirium? And should we consider that a sign of a urinary tract infection? So historically, doctors, especially in nursing homes, have taken the report of an older person becoming more confused as a sign of a possible UTI. And in that case, they check the urine. And if the urine culture is positive, they treat with antibiotics. So this is a common way of practicing. But actually, it turns out that when experts carefully review the literature, they find that it's debatable whether just having delirium with no other kind of focal signs like that belly pain or bloody urine or at least substantial fever, it's really not clear that that's enough to justify treatment. So it's a topic of debate, but for you listening, what you should know is that for a person to be diagnosed with a urinary tract infection instead of with asymptomatic bacteria, it really comes down to whether they are having symptoms and feeling worse than usual, and especially having those symptoms that we associate with UTI, such as pain or discomfort with urination, or some kind of pain in the abdominal side or back area. And again, it's really important to be able to tell these two conditions apart, the condition of bacteria being in the urine, but you know, not causing any harm versus actually causing an infection and inflammation, because if there's not an infection or inflammation, 
asymptomatic bacteria should not be treated with antibiotics. Why? So people often think, oh, it's better to be without bacteria because bacteria could later cause an infection. But, you know, our understanding of bacteria has evolved quite a lot. And there are a couple of things. First of all, some bacteria in your body is benign and it is actually helping your health. So uh, this is a newer area of active research in medicine. The realization that we are colonized by, I think it's trillions of bacteria and that they're not just passengers hanging out in our guts and on our skin. They're actually actively involved in our health. So one problem is that when you when you take antibiotics, not only do you zap any bacteria that might be harming you, but you're also zapping your good bacteria. And it can take a while for those good bacteria to come back. And you can get complications that are associated with an imbalance in the bacteria in your body. And probably the most famous one is C. difficile colitis, this terrible diarrhea uh, an infection of the uh, bowel that happens when a certain type of bacteria can sort of uh, grow excessively in part because all the other good bacteria got knocked out by antibiotics. So the other thing we have realized is that once a person starts becoming colonized with bacteria in their bladder, even if you eliminate the bacteria with antibiotics, uh, bacteria tend to just come back and settle in again. This is probably because we do not live in a sterile world. We're constantly exposed to bacteria, most of us. And so the fact that most of us don't have that much bacteria in our bladder is less about not being exposed and more about the fact that our bodies and immune systems are able to keep the bacteria in check. So if you treat someone with asymptomatic bacteria, it tends to come back. And not only do bacteria tend to come back, but when they come back, they tend to be resistant to many antibiotics. And this means that if that person does eventually get a real urinary tract infection, it will be harder to find an antibiotic that's going to work. Furthermore, the just general overuse of antibiotics means that we're all increasingly surrounded by bacteria who are resistant to antibiotics. And that's an important and pretty substantial public health hazard for all of us. It gives nightmares to all the infectious disease doctors that I know. Now, I did mention earlier that there are a couple exceptions. There are a couple groups where it has been proven to improve outcomes to treat asymptomatic bacteria. Those are pregnant women. And then the other group where it's been proven to be helpful would be men who are about to have a urological procedure, such as a little procedure for their prostate to help them urinate. So those people are supposed to be screened to see if they have bacteria in the urine, and if they do, they should be treated. There are also probably certain unusual groups like people who are immune-suppressed or otherwise chronically very ill who might benefit. If you're ever in doubt and wondering whether you fall into one of those groups, ask your doctor. But for other people, again, the research shows that treating people doesn't improve outcomes, did in one case increase the risk of getting a real UTI, and then even in frail nursing home residents. So you might say, okay, well, what about people who are really frail? Because I just told you that they tend to have weakened immune systems. I mean, shouldn't they be treated to get that bacteria out? Well, even in those frailer older adults, there has never been a study that showed that treating asymptomatic bacteria improved their health outcomes. It just improves the presence of, or excuse me, it just increases the presence of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. So infectious disease societies and others have often made a push to reduce inappropriate prescribing of antibiotics for bacteria in the urine. But despite this, it remains quite common 
both in the primary care setting and in nursing homes. So definitely something for you to be aware of and keep an eye out for. Now, let's move on to the practical tips. So given all of this, what should you do if you're worried about bacteria in the urine or a possible urinary tract infection in an older person? Here are my tips. So first, realize that this condition of having a positive urine culture, growing bacteria in your urine, but not having symptoms is very common in older adults. So it's nothing unusual. It's not the sign that you're in terribly poor health. Don't worry about it. Just realize, oh, that could be what it is. And it's especially likely if you keep having positive urine cultures despite feeling fine. So two, you should know that treatment of this condition to get the bacteria out is not going to help and might lead to harm. So unless you're having symptoms, um, the burning or pain when you urinate, the pain in the low belly, the side, the back, fever, bloody urine, or maybe for a person who's quite frail and has dementia, you know, maybe delirium, unless you're having symptoms, it's pointless to try to eradicate the bacteria from the bladder. Studies show that this increases the risk of getting a real UTI later on and that this UTI is more likely to uh, involve antibiotic-resistant bacteria. And then furthermore, there's a real possibility that you might harm your population of good bacteria who are in your gut and elsewhere in your body and who do appear to be playing an important role in supporting people's health. Another practical tip to keep in mind, I strongly recommend that Older adults avoid getting a urine culture unless they are experiencing symptoms of a likely UTI. This is actually just a principle of general good medicine that is often ignored, but in most cases, you don't want to start by doing a laboratory test or a scan. You want to start by first establishing, or doctors rather, should start by first establishing the need for the test by establishing that there are symptoms or issues that make it likely or possible that the person may have a given condition. And the reason for this is that we find that in general, if you screen people, and screening usually means doing a test when people have no symptoms, most of the time you have a fair chance of just uncovering something that is either a false positive or that wasn't going to be a problem to begin with. And um, so there are a few specific instances in which screening, so doing the test on large numbers of people who do not have the symptom, has been shown to be beneficial. Certain types of cancer screening fall into this. And if you want to know more about screening in older adults, I will share a link. I wrote an article a little more than a year ago when I went through all the 26 recommended preventive and screening tests that might be applicable for older adults. And screening and checking urine is not among them. Now, some healthcare providers will do a urine test just to check for UTIs, sometimes because a person has been feeling a little blah or has something very nonspecific. Or sometimes patients and family members request this. So as I mentioned, I have gotten a lot of requests for this over the years because the older person had smelly urine. Ask questions if this comes up. This is often going to be a bad idea if there are not any symptoms that are more concerning for urinary tract infection, because what you might well do is just uncover signs of asymptomatic bacteria, and then the clinicians often may want to treat it, or you may feel uncomfortable with it and want it treated. So the best is to only get a urine culture if you actually have signs or symptoms that are worrisome for a true urinary tract infection. 
So last little tip, this is for those of you who may be caring for an older adult who has dementia or is otherwise prone to developing delirium, to again, that state of worse than usual mental function or of confusion that can come on when an older person is sick. The main thing to know is that it can be tricky to determine whether this person is experiencing a urinary tract infection. I do know that for many family caregivers, they feel like when their mom is having a bad day, they get their urine checked, there's a positive urine culture, they get some antibiotics, and the person gets better. This generally, if there weren't other signs or symptoms of UTI, the evidence is not super strong for this being a great strategy, but people, people feel that it helps, and it's hard to say no to something that people really feel helps. So if this is your situation, caring for an older person with dementia or delirium, you should know that the doctor still should attempt to figure out whether your older relative is having any symptoms. You know, that means feeling the belly and seeing if anything seems painful um, and that low belly or the side or the back and, and just asking questions beyond the complaint of, oh, my mom has been a little bit worse these past few days. If you would like to learn more about this debate, as to whether it's justified to treat for urinary tract infection an older person who has a positive urine culture and just a little confusion or maybe a little fever, then uh, I highly recommend a very interesting article written by a geriatrician called Urinary Tract Infection Requiem for a Heavyweight. He basically argues that the term is misleading and that we should sort of switch to other terms, but very interesting, and I'll link to it in the show notes. In short, coming back to that 90-year-old woman who had bacteria in her urine and no symptoms, what would be the benefits and burdens of treating her positive urine culture? Well, there are no proven benefits to antibiotic treatment in somebody like her who doesn't have clinical signs of a urinary tract infection. I would not send her to urology. I would reassure her and explain that having bacteria tick up in your bladder is fairly common at her age. And that treatment is not likely to help her out. And that, you know, the most important thing is to just keep an eye and come back and let us know if she does start to develop symptoms that seem like a urinary tract infection. Because again, there are burdens and risks associated with treating that positive urine culture. Antibiotics, at a minimum, will often cost a patient some money and increase their pill burden. And then there's a risk of side effects. Not only side effects relate to, to impacting the good bacteria in your body, but people get nausea, people get diarrhea. There are rare side effects like tendon problems that come up with people who use a certain class of antibiotics or rashes. So a minority of people will have a serious reaction right away to the antibiotic, even to an antibiotic that they may have taken before. And then keep in mind that the overuse of antibiotics in society means that we're developing more resistant bugs all around us. And that means that when we are really sick and need antibiotics, it can be a little harder for the doctors to find an antibiotic that's likely to work. So there you have it. If an older person has a positive urine culture, but no symptoms, think long and hard about agreeing to treatment because now you will be one of those people who knows that it's possible for an older adult to have bacteria in the urine, but no urinary tract infection. And so you'll be equipped to ask questions. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode of Better Health While Aging. If you have any questions about something you heard in the episode, you can post it on the show notes page for the episode. I'll also be posting 
some links to some of the resources I mentioned in the episode. To find the show notes, visit betterhealthwhileaging.net and click podcast in the main menu at the top. Last but not least, if you've been enjoying the podcast, don't forget to support us by subscribing on iTunes. And if you've already done that, please leave a rating and review. I'm going to say this again, actually. Please leave a rating and a review. <laughs> so I've seen that the the number of people downloading and subscribing to the podcast has gone up, which is wonderful, but we still don't have that many ratings and reviews, and I would love to get more. Some of you even write to me and tell me that you're enjoying it, and that is great. And then can you please leave a rating and review? That would be wonderful because that will make it easier for others to discover our show on iTunes. And I would love for the many people who are interested in health or aging or family caregivers to be able to find it and give it a chance. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Leslie Kernison, and I'm looking forward to you joining us for future episodes.